Hello there, everybody. My name is Brian. And I'm Brian. And this is Brian versus Brian, episode 44. The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. We are diving Woo. into the eighth Conjuring film. This is the eighth Conjuring film, the, I guess, tech, eh, and I wouldn't even call it that. Technically, the third real Conjuring film, but if you don't put a three behind it, I don't really feel it's comfortable. It says it right there, though, Brian. The Conjuring, Conjuring three. three. It doesn't even. They took out the. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the was too much. <laughs> so yeah, I don't really like throwing numbered uh, sequel numbers on sequels that don't actually use it. Yeah. For all I know, the next one they're gonna have will be Conjuring three, and this is just like a spinoff. It kind of feels like that. Yeah, we'll you get watch to that it for sure. <clears throat> yeah, <clears throat> but. So call it Conjuring 3 if you like, but uh, The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do. I had to look it up it's because some, some places have it listed as Conjuring, just Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. And then other mm -hmm. places have the full The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. Yeah. So I, I'm pretty sure that The is technically part of the title, like the other ones. Yeah, agreed. So just came out, uh, and... HBO Max day day in release, also in theaters. I saw it in my living room. You saw it in the theater. <clears throat> we'll uh, and we'll we'll see what we thought. So, yeah. uh, you're you're a fan of these series? Yeah, um, I think the first one may be like one of my favorite horror films in general. I don't think it's like my favorite or anything, but um, there's something about that movie that I'm just drawn to. I just really like it. Um. Especially for, I think it stands above the pack in terms of, you know, big budget or, you know, semi-big budget Hollywood horror films. Because most Hollywood horror films are trash. It's like Truth or Dare or Escape Room or The Bye-Bye Man. It's just fucking nonsense. But um, this movie is actually good. It had good characters. It had some actual um, scary moments where, you know, I feel like a lot of quote-unquote Hollywood horror films are just the cat jumping out of a closet and a really loud noise which is yeah. not scary. It's just a loud noise. <laughs> um, but I feel like Conjuring actually had um, scary moments to back up the loud noise. You know what I mean? And uh, I just thought it was a really fun horror film that I wasn't expecting. I kind of went into that movie not knowing a whole lot about it with no expectations. Yeah. And I kind of walked away like, holy shit, that was fucking awesome. Um, <clears throat> and then the second movie came out and I thought it was pretty good. I don't think it's as good as the first. Um, in fact, we just watched it the other night because Sarah hadn't seen it. And uh, I think like two thirds of Conjuring Two are really good or pretty good. The, the like the last forty minutes uh, kind of goes off the rails a little bit. Um, and then this movie, uh, I wasn't like crazy hyped about it, but I enjoyed the first two. I was like, yeah, I'm looking forward to this one. Um, my expectations went down a, a smidge when I found out James Wan wasn't directing, which I didn't know. I didn't know that till like last week. I'm like, oh, there's a new director yeah. for this one. That kind of kind of pegs my excitement down a little bit because James Wan is a yeah, pretty he, he good leaves, director. <clears throat> he leaves after two. He did that with yeah. Insidious as well. He's like, mm -hmm. I got two. I'm not doing the third one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, uh, I will say seeing a movie like this in theaters reminds me how stressful <laughs> these, <laughs> these movies are to watch in theaters. Um, because, you know, they do a really good job of building tension where someone's looking at a hole in a wall for like two minutes and you're just sitting there like, God damn it, God damn it. And it's just like really stressful. Um, but overall, okay, so my thoughts of this movie. Um, I thought it was pretty good. 
I enjoyed it. Um, yeah, I'll say I'll say at the top. I don't think it's the. I think it's my my last favorite in the line. I'd I'd, I'd go in order of of releases. Conjuring one's my favorite. Conjuring two is better. Conjuring the devil made me do it's third. Um, but it doesn't mean it's bad. Um, I just don't think it's as strong as the first two. Um, but I had a lot of fun with it. This movie uh, surprised me in the genre that it is because it is technically a horror film, but they 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 kind of mesh in a different genre into this franchise where like the first two Conjuring movies are absolutely just haunted house movies. They're just yeah uh, that take place in a house. People are being haunted. There's possessions, whatever. This movie starts that way in like the opening and then the rest of the movie kind of turns into true detective it's like a true detective meets conjuring where like ed and lorraine warren basically play detectives solving a mystery uh to the point where they're even in their living room they have the the police board with like the investigation yeah. board rather where they have the photos and the map and the and the little thumbtacks and so i thought yeah. that was an interesting um an interesting way to take this franchise where uh, they got away from just making another haunted house movie and they kind of made it more of like a uh solving a mystery type of movie with ed and lorraine moore and as the detectives um, i think i think that's a big uh risk to take yeah but i i think it's this movie's biggest downfall is that i think that's what holds this movie back that's what changes this movie as far as the Conjuring movies uh, feel. That's why I am super hesitant to put a three behind this Conjuring. Because yeah, this is like, it feels so not, different. it's not the Conjuring three. This is the Conjuring the devil made me do it. You know what I mean? Mm, yeah. <clears throat> Conjuring three was the first five minutes where the boy being possessed. Mm -hmm. uh, that's the movie I kind of wanted to see. That looked very interesting to me. Uh, I mean, it was still entertaining. And uh, I liked it, but definitely, yeah, the weakest of the three. And that that first part really had me. I was like, okay. I was like, it was started really well. I was like, this room, okay, this reminds me of The Conjuring. This is where we're at. Mm -hmm. And the boy like twisting around on the table. That was pretty fucking awesome. That was some scary yeah. exorcist shit. And uh, you know, jumping on Ed and I'll stop your heart, old man. And, like touches his <laughs> chest. I was like, oh fuck, this is good. And uh, and then the the kid doing the shang song come to me <laughs> sucking the demon out of the boy take my soul yeah. <laughs> he's like suck the demon out of the boy so uh yeah i think that that kind of made it fall apart and feel really weird i mean it's not bad and it i wouldn't be averse to a movie like that but i just don't think it fit here it just changed the whole dynamic and uh the the evil character in this one the the girl Mm -hmm. satanist she was okay i guess a kind of interesting uh bad guy um but, you know but not as interesting as a fucking demon like yeah. from the like the first ones and like scary shit like that you know you are a human nothing's gonna uh, top the nun dude the nun is conjuring too is so fucked man <laughs> it's, it's like so uh yeah and then what you're talking about earlier i think the like i'm surprised your favorite is the first one because the consensus seems to be and it is my opinion as well that the second one is the best one. Mm. I really like the second one better. I mean, they're both really good. Yeah. But I think the second one just kind of does it for me with the little girl uh, being possessed and the demon kind of uh, trying to trick everyone into believing it's fake. Right. It's like, uh, I just thought there's a lot of really creative things down there that I really liked. But yeah. It was just oh, sorry. Go for it. No, it was just interesting to hear that yours is the first because I just wanted to 
make it known that I like the second, you like the first. And uh, yeah, I think a lot of people do like the second one. Nobody's like the first one sucks by any means. Yeah. They're both amazing. Uh, spinoffs kind of suck. Uh, the last Annabelle I saw was pretty good. The one where it's the daughter of the, 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 the investigator group. Uh, Annabelle comes home. That one's actually pretty good. That's what I hear. I hear, um, I hear, uh, well, I hear the original or the first Annabelle was, you know, the kind of the typical Hollywood schlock that I was just referencing earlier. Yeah. But I hear the, the next two Annabelles are actually really good. So I haven't seen any of them. So it'd be, uh, I kind of want to go back and watch them. Cause yeah, I did hear that the last Annabelle was actually pretty good. I wanted to go back to Conjuring 2 for a second because you, um, I know we're <laughs> supposed to talk about this new one, but uh, I just wanted to um, say uh, Conjuring 2, it's not, I mean, yeah, my first one's a favorite, but Conjuring 2 has my favorite scene. Just like if I just took a scene out of all of these movies, there's a fucking amazing, amazing, this is why I love James Wan. Amazing scene in Conjuring 2 where Ed is interviewing the little girl for the first time. And the demon's like, hey, you can't watch me. You have to, I can't, we're not gonna do this interview with you looking with everyone looking at me. And so Ed's like, okay, I'll turn around. And then the shot fixes where like Ed's head's in the left side of the frame, and then the little girl's out of focus behind him on the right side of the frame. And the camera just holds for the whole interview, it doesn't cut at all. And you see as the conversation goes longer and longer, like the girl's body like distorts and becomes the old man just slowly over time. And all, and the, by the end of the conversation, there's just an old man out of focus behind. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's so fucking cool. I, I love that shit. And it's like, that's all one camera take. And I don't know, it's, James Wan is pretty, um, pretty great at that stuff. Yeah. And that uh, stuff's missing in this movie for sure. <laughs> def- definitely. The, the shots and the, he does a lot of stuff with angles. Mm-hmm. This film feels more like it just normal. Yeah, like a di- director of photography shot film. This movie did piss me off out the gate because one of the in the opening scene or sequence, rather, the first like ten <clears> minutes, <throat> there's a shot where uh, there's a priest coming to the house, and it cuts out, and it's a wide shot of the father yeah. with the fog in the house. I'm like, fuck yeah. you, exorcist bullshit. You Don't even if that. you're gonna make an exorcist <laughs> shot, you know, homage, you better have a strong movie to back it up. <clears throat> I thought that was pretty cool. It's yeah. just a little shot. It's a little fun shot. Have a little fun, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I, I was... Uh, sorry, I want to go back to, to this movie. You were saying that yeah. um, the, the genre switch, rather, um, was kind of a, a put-off. And Yeah, man, I can... Yeah, I, I haven't seen reviews. I'm trying to get into the habit of not looking at shit until after we're done so that you know other people's opinions don't seep seep into our show yeah um so i i would imagine that you're probably not alone like when i walk in out of theater we were talking about no. it last night on the way home and i was like man i bet you a lot of people you know don't like this new direction of this movie um i i kind of dug it i didn't like i wasn't in love with it. it was like yeah this is a great decision but i thought the mystery was fun enough to that i was pretty involved in um there's some cool little moments along the way um but yeah, maybe it would have been better if it was another haunted house type of deal. I don't, I don't know, but uh, it surprised me. <clears throat> yeah, the, it's got a, a lot of sixes. Mm. And most people just say it's an okay movie that doesn't live up to the first two kind of That's thing. Fair. And uh, I, haven't, I haven't read them too deeply, so I don't know how much of the, the new direction is that mm-hmm. uh, or the new director. I don't know. I think they both play into it. And both make them not quite as good. Um, but this movie, 
yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. It's it's almost like Metal Gear Solid Five, you know. Looking back on it, that 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 we thought it was a it's a good game. It's just not a good Metal Gear Solid game. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like it's a good movie. It's just not a very good Conjuring movie. Uh, right. So, like, to be a good Conjuring movie, you got to be in the same stratosphere as one and two, which I don't think this is. Uh, this is like in the same stratosphere as the spinoffs. Probably better than the spinoffs. So I'll give it that. So that's good. I think it's better than all the spinoffs, actually. But it just didn't feel like it was up to the caliber of one and two. Like, like I still go back and watch one and two, and that's like a scary movie. Yeah. Like I sit down, I'm like, I don't fuck, fuck yeah. This one doesn't feel like a scary movie very much. I mean, oh, that was another one of the uh, uh, things that a lot of reviewers said it wasn't very scary. And I agree. Like, I wasn't really, there wasn't any point in this or you get much fright at all. Yeah. I think the opening with the boy is probably the scariest the movie gets. Uh, and I mean before the exorcism. The exorcism is just kind of um, unsettling to watch. But the stuff before the actual exorcism, like with him in the bedroom and him like going into the tub with the fucking drapes yeah. and like the fingers at the top and the blood, like and then him running out of the darkness with the, the glass stabbing his dad. That all stuff, that was pretty kind of creepy to watch. Um, but yeah, I'm trying to remember if there's anything else in the movie that got me. I don't think that there was. There was good moments of tension. Yeah. Um, like Mo I think <clears throat> the one of the ones that stood out to me in, in terms of tension is Later on in the movie, they go to a morgue so that uh, Lorraine oh, yeah, yeah. can kind of find out where this Satanist is. Satanist's lair is basically by touching a, a corpse. And uh, she successfully kind of does that. And then she kind of whispers like, eh, the, the, the channel works both ways, meaning that, you know, the Satanist can now manipulate the real world and when that happens the lights go out like i don't know there's some like really cool tension moments in the movie but in terms of it being scary that was one yeah. of the coolest parts i thought when that yeah. dead body got up mm -hmm. and ed's like <laughs> looking at him and it's just gonna <laughs> <laughs> i was like that part's cool um yeah what was i gonna say uh yeah this I don't know. It just feels different. Um, didn't feel that scary. The uh, I don't know, I'm just a big fan of the, the demonic possession movies, I guess, which kind of lend themselves to haunted house movies because it's typically in a house and a family. Yeah. They, you know, uh, I think one of the <clears throat> best ones I've was uh, the exorcism of Emily Rose. I love that one. I think that was super scary. And so I didn't feel any of that scaredness in this really. And then uh, like, like you said, they build a lot of tension, but and it seems like there's going to be a big fright, but that never pays off. Like looking in that hole you're talking about. Yeah. I was like, Oh shit, something scary is going to happen, dude. I'm just waiting for a demon. eye to mm -hmm. fill up the hole and nothing happens. You say, like, Oh, that's just a hole. Is that water damage? Yeah, it's a little water damage. <laughs> yeah, they, water. They, it's funny you mentioned that because the uh, there's a, a scene that happened to me in the same. I didn't have that feeling with the hole, but I had another the same feeling with a different scene where um, they go and mm -hmm. um, investigate the the house and the the woman's like, oh, there's water damage under the carpet, and Ed opens up the carpet. And he's like, that's not water damage, and so it cuts to like them under the house under the crawl space. 
and Lorraine goes and I look at Sarah in the theater. I'm like, fucking crawl spaces. Because you know something's going to happen in that fucking crawl space. And nothing ever did. I was like, oh, that's a perfect opportunity to do something. Yeah, I know. It's just crawl space. A... <laughs> no, I, I think the, it's almost like, no, no. The director's like, don't worry. We'll make it scary. We'll make it scary. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, the movie's fucking over? Oh, well, we'll get you next time. We'll get you. <laughs> we'll get you. <laughs> um but that yeah that scene under the house is pretty cool because uh <clears throat> i really like the i don't know it's, it wasn't very important but the the mice or rats mm. i thought that was kind of cool how they're all congregating around that uh totem yeah was, and they're just like chilling around it like oh <laughs> i don't know there's something about the visual and like the fact that it attracted these mice i thought was cool um but yeah uh, a, a lot. Another thing about these movies is that these are real people, which makes it so much cooler than no. I mean, this is a fic, very fictionalized <laughs> yeah. world that they're writing about. I mean, this is probably like the uh, the uh, version in their heads. If absolutely everything they ever saw was true and a little crazy, and they're you know they're freaking Ghostbusters in their minds. Yeah. And every 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 week it's like Scooby Doo. They go find a wacky, <laughs> they find a wacky fucking ghost and fucking demon thing to mm -hmm. do. So uh, that makes it cooler that these were real people and they're. I don't know if they're still alive or what's going on, but I know they were consulted and on the set of the first one. Yeah. Um, and, we, uh, and I know, and I know this really happened as far as the demon defense in court. Uh, and I, I don't know if it worked. They don't really say if it worked. They just say he got charged with manslaughter when he it was sound like it worked at all <laughs> when he well I mean, he, he beat the death penalty but yeah well no he got manslaughter with instead of murder and so mm, he, only, yeah. he only got five years that's pretty good yeah stabbing the fuck out of someone <laughs> <laughs> 20 times or whatever it was yeah go do your five years those scenes were fucking weird the, the creepy fucking uh landlord dog oh, kennel yeah. manager just constantly wet I was like, yeah, that guy seemed like a good time, didn't he? <laughs> <laughs> Why is this guy just constantly fucking wet? Let's dance, looks, man. Yeah. <laughs> looks like he got out of a pool. He's just, there's always that character in the horror movies, just wet for no yeah. reason. Dude, you just wake up moist, don't you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. And then, uh, yeah, he's just like throwing that kid around. Drink this fucking beer with me. <laughs> yeah, bro, the fucking party. Uh, it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, I like those scenes, and it's like I like the the Terminatorness of it. You know, the dogs like all going crazy because they know something's up. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Um, but yeah, yeah, the coolness of the them being real, and then this case really happening, or somewhat of it, is pretty interesting. I like that's why I think why I've always found these movies, the Conjuring one and two, uh, far more interesting than just a fictionalized horror movie that, you know, is just a writer wrote yeah. this down. At least, you know, you can, it doesn't take a huge leap to be like, those two people are real. I'm going to believe everything in this movie is real. You know what I mean? It just lose yourself right. in the, in the fantasy. So I really like that. And, I, uh, and I've, I've watched some things about them, like things you didn't know about the conjuring. And there's just some really interesting stuff. Like, uh, I think it's the uh, first one where it's like, um, say it didn't. No, I think it might be the s second one. Anyways, the 
possessed somebody and they went there and the fucking wasn't a happy as number two it wasn't a happy ending like the family kicked them out because it made the possession far worse Mm. than fucking with the thing so they're just like okay sorry about that guys (laughs) let us know how it ends up yeah (laughs) yeah it's it's, uh that's what's cool about these movies is that by the time they're all over because i mean i hadn't I didn't know about any of these cases. I, the infield one sounded familiar, but what's cool about these movies is when you're done, you like want to go on Google and want to know like the true story and see photos. And those movies do a really good job of kind of thrusting you into um, doing your own investigations and seeing yeah. how the movie lines up with, uh, with real life. Um, so yeah, I do like that about this. Uh, it sound, at the end, it looks like that guy was, uh, what was his name? Uh, Andre and Antoine, Anti, uh, whatever his name is, the main character. Yeah. I guess him and his wife are still married to this day. Yeah. That's what the thing said. To this day. Um, okay. She's okay with that... him murdering someone. All right. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I did miss about this movie that you don't get when they're when, when the movie changes to like an investigation movie is that uh obviously ed and lorraine are the stars of these like they're the heart and soul of all of these movies right you like they're corny and they love each other and we get it and we're, we're you know yeah. we, i suck i suck all that shit and i love that shit as corny as it all is but um one of the things i like about the first two is that the the plot is like ed and lorraine going to help a family right a family like a broken family that's like in shambles and like is going through a really rough time like they come into their house and help them get rid of this thing but also like help them get back together as a family like you see that in both movies right and there's always the quintessential or in the first two the quintessential ed scene where like in the first one he's working on the car the family car in the driveway talking to the, the husband you know helping around the house in the second movie he's under the sink fixing the pipes talking to the little possessed girl who's like trying to give her advice like you kind of you, you you lose all that in this movie. You're like you don't have Ed and Lorraine going to their house and helping yeah. his family get back <laughs> together, and just kind of that <laughs> that cute, fun scene where Ed's fixing something around the house. Yeah, and Ed is kind of I feel like a backseat to Lorraine in this one, just because the heart attack they established in the beginning that he's like his health is bad, so he doesn't really do much. Yeah, it's kind of her doing all the stuff, and then him trying to help and needing a pill. <laughs> right. Oh, oh. <laughs> Lorraine, it's the big one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, I kind of missed him being more involved. Oh, yeah. Speaking of, um, we were talking about tension earlier. I thought another good scene of tension is towards the end when um, the Satanist woman, I don't think she even has a name, or she probably has a name, but I don't remember. The Satanist woman, Satanist, Mm -hmm. she kind of fucks with Ed a little bit inside their house. And then he kind of snaps too, and he's like racing around the house looking for something. Yeah. And he picks up this vase, and like time slows down, everything goes in slow motion. He like drops the vase, and then it fucking breaks. And you see everyone's reaction, but we don't know what it is. And it, it kind of holds on everyone's reactions for a while. And you're like, "What the fuck is it?" And it cuts down. It's the totem. You're like, "Oh!" Like I thought that was a cool, a cool little tension. Oh yeah. Oh, I shit. mean, I, now he's been cursed. Like fuck. I mean, I knew that for fucking soon as they he started looking. I was like, "Well, yeah." Because he had tried to kill his wife or something. Yeah. He thought his wife was like the dead body in their house. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's trying to like stab her. And so I was like, I instantly knew. I was like, there's a fucking totem in there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, they go looking for it. And I, I like how everyone's like, what is he doing? <laughs> Where, what are you doing? You're crazy. Stop it, Ed. Yeah. It's like, you, 
you dumb motherfuckers. We know what he's doing. It's like, dude, help me find a goddamn totem, bitch. Yeah. Get off your ass. <laughs> <laughs> It's in here. I just tried to murder you. I didn't do that because I wanted to, okay? <laughs> I thought you were just angry. <laughs> and it's like, dude, yeah, I don't get why they're all not understanding. And then soon as like, when did those flowers come? Just before you guys got here. I was like, that's in the fucking flower vase. And the flower, <laughs> I knew it. And then, yeah, I thought he was going to break it, though. I thought he was going to hold it and just, like, punch it. And then the totem would be in it. Just hold it off. Nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, he, uh, but he dropped it. And the flowers are all crunchy and dead. Those flowers were just alive not too long ago. <laughs> Shut up, Drew. You really have a speaking role. <laughs> you could go hold the camera or something, motherfucker. <laughs> That's all you're good for. Start the tape. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I, I knew it was going down in that, but it was still pretty cool. Uh, yeah, the whole. And then the fact that the like the the characters. Oh, yeah. I wanted to talk about the 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 Satanist lady. That was a kind of cool story because she was like a, the priest's daughter. And I thought that was I really wish they would have dived into that more. Like, uh, yeah the uh, ex explanation of that and more backstory on that. Cause that was the most interesting part of the whole movie. It's like, be careful that you're, you know, he was saying that your interests, how they're passed on to your children. Cause he's very interested in all the demonic shit, but on the other side of it, and then she got interested in the demonic side of it. So I that was very interesting. I liked yeah. that. But then that was over within minutes and then his throat slit. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I thought it would have, they were going in the direction of he was helping her. Because, you know, he's just doing some creepy shit. He's like, come, in, come down here and let me uh, lock this behind us. Come here. Yeah. I think that would have been a really cool thing to have him working with them. Yeah, but, that's yeah. definitely the way the movie was setting it up, right? Like, yeah. Another good tension scene where it's like, she's on the way to go talk to that guy. But meanwhile, we're stuck with Ed and Drew, I think his name is. And they figure out like, oh shit, it's and then you kind of cut to like water, and then you cut to her yeah. driving up to the house and you see the water background, you're like, oh no. <clears throat> so you're watching this whole thing, expecting that old guy to do something. Um and I did expect him, like, cause she he's like, Oh, she's coming. And then he kind of leads her to this side room uh, behind a bookshelf and he closes it. I thought that was gonna be like and then like the woman's there, I thought they're gonna be like, Okay, she's in there, let's go. But, <laughs> yeah. No, kind of sits down and gets his throat slashed. Yeah. Yeah, so that was kind of disappointment on that. But yeah, uh, yeah. I never overall, why she was doing that? Like, I get, I get the she's cursing three people—a lover, a child, and a man of God or a person of faith. But mm -hmm. I never understood why. Like, I didn't. Yeah, why was it? I was like, you, <laughs> like, why are you doing all this? I, I know what the like she the demon in the uh, the agreement gets a soul. Uh, but it was like technically doesn't he get like three yeah because the people have to kill themselves um but what do you get yeah exactly like what what was the point of all that <laughs> like what are you uh, trying to gain i, I never, I never I know, they, they, now thinking of it they try to cover that base with the remember the old man was like it doesn't matter why what matters is they do it they um. love chaos <laughs> <laughs> Some people just like to watch the world burn. <laughs> the point Mr. is, Wayne. <laughs> we went to his house, and there was a ruby the size of a grapefruit. 
he wasn't selling the rubies. He just was stealing them, wasn't it? It was a, it was a good spot to him, wasn't it? <laughs> you know? Also, they, like, they replaced Ruby with Totem. There was a yeah. Totem. <laughs> yeah. As it, he didn't curse him for any reason. He just thought it was some, <laughs> was some good sport just to do it, Master. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh God. Shit. I should have had Michael Caine come and explain why. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, I just, oh, my God, I love that. A ruby the size of a grapefruit. <laughs> <laughs> and it made me. Very hungry, Master Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, yeah. So uh, I love that the Annabelle bit. That was kind of a funny bit where he's like, "Yeah, I'll prove come, to you if you come to our come house. Come on, we'll yeah. show you Annabelle. How are you gonna prove it? We gonna take it out the case here. Fucking play with this doll and tell me it ain't fucking possessed. Hope she doesn't kill you. Yeah, yeah. and it cuts uh, yeah. to automatically cuts to the the courtroom, and she's all like. Just shoveled. I thought that was kind of a, a fun little cut. So I like. Uh, uh, speaking of the doll, another thing I learned that was pretty cool that that's a real thing, I guess, that happened. But the Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann raggedy doll, Ann, yeah, a little tiny Raggedy Ann doll. That makes that's a much more compelling movie. Yeah, it's a little fucking Raggedy Ann, fucking Raggedy Ann. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Now she's got Andy. <laughs> What'd you do with Andy? <laughs> You crazy oh, bitch. <laughs> I'm glad they changed it. That would have been fucking hilarious. Slit in the throat of Raggedy Andy. The fluff coming out. Oh! What'd she do? Oh, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, they made that doll super fucking scary. It ain't scary yeah. at all. It's a little six-inch fucking... Raggedy Ann, red hair. I, I would love to... I think it's still going, that fucking museum they got. I think it's in Connecticut or something. But yeah, I'd love to go see that shit. That part scared me too much, man. Like I, yeah, I know how I these movies. Walking in that room. I know how these movies start. You fucking <laughs> tempt someone, or mm -hmm. touch the wrong thing, or even you just being in the presence of something. Yeah, you know, I don't know. I'd, I'd like to see it, but I, I, I don't know. From I could, a distance, <laughs> I don't know if I could go in there. Man. Um, yeah. Speaking of the the room, I like there's. I thought that James Wan's style was missing quite a bit. Like he does a lot of you go back and watch both of those first two and there's a lot of cool camera stuff. Like we we kind of already referenced that. But yeah. The only thing that I really thought that was cool in this movie was there's a scene towards the end where they're in the Satanist lair and Lorraine's kind of running around like a fucking you know, <laughs> crazy person. But anyway, she falls yeah. down and like she has uh like a mimicking oh, yeah, yeah. person in front of her and she's and that person's like I thought that was kind of a cool visual yeah. but other than that there wasn't a whole lot of you know what was that even about i don't know i thought they were gonna go more into that like something's going on now but no they just kind of runs the other way but yeah that was pretty cool um but i do like even if this is kind of um a uh, a side movie from the main line um i do like that the aesthetic of the beginning and the end stay intact every movie starts or at some has like an opening and then it always has the scrolling yellow text and then the big conjuring, conjuring to conjuring. And then they all end with them placing, um, yeah. placing an item in their, in their thing. And then the movie ends. So I like that there's uh, continuity there with, between all three of them. And now I'll tell you the story of how we got the devil chalice. <laughs> <laughs> Gather round. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just love it. It's like there's a million things in their museum. So it's just like yeah. their wacky uh, fucking 
Scooby-Doo adventures around the country <laughs> like every week. Oh, yeah, I remember that, Damon. That was a scary weekend, wasn't it? <laughs> I want to look it up because that does exist. I want to I see if I can actually put this into our edit because uh, it's yeah. creepy. Fuck yeah, it would be. Um, yeah, and I like it's like, don't worry. We keep this stuff safe. It's in glass. What's this? <laughs> what is this, demon-proof glass? What are you talking about? <laughs> How is Annabelle any safer in a piece of glass? I'm pretty sure... If that thing is possessed, it could break glass. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I haven't met many ghosts, yeah. but <laughs> but uh, remember, Casper's uncles were assholes. I wouldn't mind breaking a glass case. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Uh, so the real life. So in the movie, it's clean. Everything's in a glass case. You look at the real. Look at the real phone. <laughs> it looks like a crazy person's. Like, hey, it's a hoarder. It's on the floor. <laughs> you got to kick some of it out of the way to get in. <laughs> the fuck? Hey, don't kick that's, that too hard. That's a devil chalice. <laughs> that's 100% what it looks like, dude. I'll, I'll, I'll put it in the, in the edit, but yeah, that's what it looks like. It looks a lot cleaner in the movies. That's for sure. That's funny. Thick layer of dust on everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like the end you're saying about their love story and stuff. Uh, I teared up at the end. Yeah. And when, when he, uh, I assume, I don't really say, he could have just got a replica, but I, I'm assuming he went and got the, the exact gazebo that they first kissed in and got it, you know, moved to his house. And uh, that's what I assume happened. Um, and I thought that that part got me. He's like, oh, it's the gazebo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That's, a, that's a, another cool thing about this movie is that, you know, this this is a, a Hollywood horror film where this stuff doesn't typically happen in these movies. And that's, what I think, what makes them stand above the other ones is like they have characters they actually explore and actually have cool. Mo like in the second movie, fucking in the middle of the movie, he starts singing Elvis. And oh, there's yeah, like a yeah. montage. It's like, that's so cool. Like, and then the movie ends with them dancing slowly to, um, I can't help falling in love with Elvis. And it's just like no other Hollywood bullshit horror movie does that, those kind of things. And that's, I think that's what makes them great. These are cool yeah. moments. I like that scene. That scene just needed a big old, big old Samoan to join in with a little ukulele. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mind if I join brother? Yeah. <laughs> Wise man say only fools yeah. rushing. <laughs> Ooh. yeah i still like every time i watch that movie i'll be singing that like that song it's yeah. a really good rendition of that all right so let's get down to brass tacks let's get down to let's get down to business here we're here for a goddamn reason and that's to exercise these demons <laughs> all right this house is clean <laughs> all right so they're here uh dang so all this into consideration yeah so you know listening to us talk about it we never we haven't said anything too harsh yeah on it but at the same time it does sound like we both were at least somewhat disappointed it didn't live up to you know story cinematography uh James, you know James James Wan being gone really was felt <clears throat> so all that being said i'm trying to calculate a score in my head and it's not too high because uh it's got to reflect it that 
It's not as good as the others, but not too low because it's not a bad movie. So I, I, if Conjuring one, I would probably say is like a uh, an eight. Conjuring two for me is probably like an eight point five. That probably puts this one at right about a seven. I don't want to go into the sixes. I feel like it deserves a seven. It's pretty solid. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'd have to go with a seven. Yeah, I would go Conjuring as a nine for me. I still love that movie. Um, uh, Conjuring two would probably be probably be a, a solid eight, and I think three is yeah. I'd say a seven. I agree with you. Seven, eight, nine. <clears throat> yeah. Boom. And that's why these movies are scary because you never know when seven, eight, nine. All <laughs> <laughs> uh, right. Yeah, seven. Yeah, it's pretty good. Check it out. I mean, uh, I mean, if you have HBO, you get it for free. Uh, if not, it's a it's a reason to go to the theater when there's not too much great stuff out in the theater right now. It's kind of like stupid Saw spinoff. And, yeah, uh, I hear it is overtaking A Quiet Place too, which I haven't seen that yet. But I would imagine that's a better movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah it sure. seems like it seems like it'd be a better movie just from the trailers and that one looks and the story of a Quiet Place is so cool. Yeah, I got to say, since we haven't reviewed it, maybe I think we should, though, uh, even if it's later down the road when you see it, even if yeah. it's on Blu-ray or something. But uh, I want to say at the top before we even get there, however long it takes us to review it. Quiet Place 2 fucking rules. That movie is awesome. That was a, I thought it was way better than the not that I didn't like the first one, but um, yeah, Quiet Place 2 is fantastic. Yeah, uh, I wanted to because you're saying I want to do go through this because I my jaw fucking dropped. You're saying that there isn't a lot of movies in theaters right now, and I agree. Um, but I was looking at this year uh, for releases because everything's been switched around and moved and pushed. I'm like, <clears throat> I don't even know what, what the release dates are for all these movies. So I was looking, and dude, between October and December, it is bananas. Like, it's insane. Like, I have it right here. So starting... Starting October 1st, you have Dune. The week after that, you have No Time to Die, which is James Bond. The week after that, you have Halloween Kills. Is this the one where... No. Amazon just bought James Bond, didn't they? Yeah. The franchise, yeah. But this one was made before that, I assume. Correct. Because everyone's worried that Amazon is going to... Amazon's going to kill uh, James Bond. So anyways, I just want to get at that. Um, so yeah, you have Dune. The next week after that, you have James Bond. The next week after that, you have Halloween. The next week after that... Halloween, like uh, Halloween 2? As in the yeah, new like ones? The, the new ones, the rebooted new one. The, huh, okay. What's his name? Danny McBride. Um, an- another one down on the road. It reminds me that I'd like to do... A lot of people hate him, but I fucking liked him a lot. It's the Rob Zombie Halloween. Mm. I fucking really liked that movie. A lot of people shit on it, and it's got some fans too. But that'd be a fun one to do. Yeah, I haven't seen that since theaters. I wouldn't mind. Uh, I remember I think it was pretty good, but uh, who knows? Maybe my it'll change. So then you got a week after that is a last night in Soho, which is uh, Edgar Wright's new movie. Edgar Wright did the uh, Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, uh, oh, At World's End, Baby Driver. So his new movie comes out the week after that. And then the week after that, Wes Anderson's, I don't know if you're a Wes Anderson fan, but the Wes Anderson new movie comes out. Oh, actually, no, sorry. Let me back up. On the same day that Edgar Wright's movie comes out, Wes Anderson movie comes out. 
And then after that, you have Antlers, which I kind of want to see. Um, but then the <laughs> week after that, it keeps going, dude. The week after that is, e is Eternals, that Marvel movie. Uh, two weeks after that is Ghostbusters. The week after Ghostbusters is Top Gun. And then after that, you have Ridley Scott's House of Gucci. And then after that, you have West Side Story and then Spider-Man and then The Matrix. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> holy shit, dude. Yeah, That is a lot. What the fuck? It's like, how long have we been hearing? Out. How long have we been hearing about some of these movies? It's fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like, how long have we been hearing about Ghostbusters and Top Gun? And they're still not out. The movie has been completed for so long. In another timeline, like, we would have already seen that. Like last, yeah. those movies would have came out last summer. Crazy. Yeah, and I'm pissed. I still haven't seen the new Ghostbusters. I'm like, dude, how come these other movies are coming out? I've heard about Ghostbusters far before any of these other movies, and they're already out. I knew about Ghostbusters far before I knew there was going to be a Quiet Place too. Mm -hmm. That shit already came out. I was like, dude, put Ghostbusters out so we could fucking watch this thing, dude, bastards. Yeah, now you have to wait till November. It, if you remember, it was originally slated for this April, like a couple months ago, April, and then they pushed it, I think, to summer, and then they pushed it again to November. I think the studio was just trying to figure out like where we are in the country in terms of like opening up, so they're kind of getting cold feet, like, oh, April, I don't know. But um, yeah, it's yeah, like they I don't. It to November. I don't think you're gonna get that much more ticket sales by doing that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't. I, we're not gonna be. You know, what do you think? November is just going to be fully open. Hey, theaters can have 100% capacity. I don't think that's going to happen. Mm -hmm. So are you really, what are you really doing? Yeah. You're just delaying the product from getting in the hands of people who want to buy it. That's what you're doing. I don't know what's going on. I mean, it's going to be a rough release regardless. No movie's doing that great. Like I look at the sales and it's like number one movies are like in the fucking single million digits. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Yeah. Remember, remember when we used to make billion dollars on this shit? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what's crazy, right? Is like I bring that up, A, because that just, it seems like a lot. I mean, all those movies that I was just saying is like, and next week, and next week, and next week. And it's frustrating. It's got to be frustrating for some of these directors and studios because, you know, there's a reason why in a normal, typical movie year, these things are spread out. So these things can have time to make money. When you have things stacked up like that, there's only going to be one or two winners out of that pack because not everyone's going to, I'm going to go and see all this because I'm an, a fucking psychopath, but not everyone's going to do that. They're going to pick Ghostbusters out of that whole pack. And then all the other movies are going to well, falter because they're not going to make yeah. money because people are seeing the other movie that's out. You know what I mean? So that's, you got to spread this shit out. <laughs> so some of these make a little more money, but we'll yep. see. Spread it out like a full two-page spread, baby. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, my concho. <laughs> I did a full spread. I was <laughs> uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's crazy. Uh, can't wait to, for some of these to start happening. Uh, some of those I'll, I'll definitely want to see in theaters. Ghostbusters. Yeah. I got to see that in the theater. Um, so, yeah. But as far as this movie goes, uh, sevens all around, pretty yeah. good. I mean, we, I'm really waiting for one of these movies, these newer movies we review, to just glow about it. And I, I still need to watch A Quiet Place. I think that could have been a glowing review from us that I missed out on because my the theaters just, you know, they're doing half capacity and the ticket sale really quick. So it's like shitty seats left and i'm not gonna sit in the far left corner fucking yeah 
looking over at the screen and shit. Dude, it's so uh, funny that you bring that up. That's one of this little caveat here, or this uh, little story. So we get to the theater last night, and before I left for the theater, I went on Fandango and looked at the chart of the seating. And the, right now at the Regal that we go to, um, they X out uh, every other row. Like, you can't even book those. <clears throat> so uh, Fandango fucking sucks because they charge you a like a what is it, dollar fifty, two dollars surcharge or whatever? So I just buy the tickets at the theater because you don't get that charge. Turns your you know twenty dollars tickets into twenty four dollars and fuck that. So, anyways, I got to the theater last night and um, I'm like, hey, uh, we need to buy tickets. And they're like, okay. So they show up the map, no X's on the thing. They're like, yeah, go go for it. Here's the screen. I'm like, okay, I'll get D nine and D ten. And then she's kind of cycling through and she picks like D three and four, which is like the end of the row. And she's like, hey, I have to pick three and four for whatever reason. But you, when you get in there, just sit in the middle. Don't It's a it's social distance thing. Don't even worry about it. And I'm like, do you guys not even care? Like, just willy-nilly, we can do whatever the fuck we want. Like, I don't know. I thought it was funny. Like, they didn't have, they didn't give any shits. I was like, okay. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. I just thought it was funny. I was like, oh, some rules you guys got, <laughs> got here. I mean, fuck. I mean, it's fucking uh, it's airborne and you theater is like probably the worst place you could be for something like that. Yeah. Cause yeah. it's like, you know, all the doors are closed. It's just, it's enclosed so much to help hold the, the sound. So it's, it's, you're sitting in a fucking box with other people. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's comparison to like other buildings. That just feels like that. When I'm in a theater, I feel like I'm stuck in there. You know what I mean? Like all those germs ain't going nowhere. Right. <laughs> They're chilling. <laughs> They're chilling here. Yeah, it is. It is hard to watch a movie with a mask on. I will say that about the experience. Um, I kind of go back and forth throughout the movie until I'm. Uh, I guess I'm, if I'm fully vaccinated, I can just take the whole thing off. They don't care, but I'm not quite there yet. But um, yeah, like there'll be times I'll go for a long, probably like a half an hour, and it's like hard to breathe because, like you said, you're just stuck in a room, a stuffy room, and you're just sitting there and like, oh fuck, I have to like breathe for a second, <laughs> put it back on, rip it open, have your mouth there, <laughs> just cut it, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> But yeah. All right, guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's what we got. Sevens all around. Pretty good movie. Uh, fun time. Everyone likes a good uh, scary movie once in a while. Uh, not one of the most scary ones, but still a good movie nonetheless. Pretty entertaining. <clears throat> it's got some good ideas that don't quite ever uh, add up to the product it probably could have been. You know, I think with take this story and maybe James Wan uh, doing some, some, I think he did write, help write it, but maybe yeah. altering it a little bit more than directing it probably could have been a lot better, but mm -hmm. as it is, it's pretty good. It's fun to see the conjuring uh, folks again. So yeah, definitely. That's fun times. Seven. We enjoyed it. Hope you enjoy it. Go check it out on HBO max or at your local movie theater. Uh, yeah, thanks you. Thank you for uh, watching and subscribing. Uh, please like the videos if you like them, or even if you don't, just like them anyways. It help us out. Appreciate it. Uh, tell your friends. Tell your aunties. Tell everybody. All right. Uh, thanks for watching. Yeah. Peace, y'all. God be with you. Love y'all. <laughs> Shamalaya.